0: Do you believe a relationship could survive without sex? Do you think it is possible to be happy in a sexless marriage, a sexless relationship? We'll talk about that, something that I brought up last uh, last Friday, I guess, and I said, you know what, it deserves a whole show. So we'll talk about that and I'd love to hear some of your experiences and how you might define what it is to be in a sexless relationship. But first... Calling's not the only way to connect the inbox is easy and always open at 514-800 uh, you can always send me your questions uh by email to laurie at dr com. although today i fried my computer so um <laughs> if you don't hear back from me well you'll know why all right uh here's a an email that i got thankfully i can get it on my smartphone Uh, hello dr laurie on a show a little while back someone wrote in who said they had a date with our beloved passion poet but it turned out the guy was a fake did the real passion poet comment about it i wonder if he would even say he is or say nothing so before i go on i just want to answer that so the it wasn't the real passion poet because the passion poet heard uh, about this situation and Frankly, the passion poet would never say he was. In, in fact, he has never even wanted me to really out him, even though he's been on the show as a guest on our boomer panel and such, and he did not want me to say. So he's a very humble man, and he would have never used that to manipulate someone. Uh, it seems many men pretend to be someone they are not. A few weeks ago, I met a man who told me he is in commercial real estate dealing in multi-million dollar buildings and the commissions on a single sale is more than the average person makes in a year and told me he sells about six or seven a year. Impressive for a guy who is driving a 2010 Toyota pickup. I remember another guy telling me he was a roadie for Metallica and Elton John but has no memorabilia. My all-time favorite was a guy who told me he was a lawyer but does no does not practice full time at his home. He proudly has his diploma hanging on the wall. I forget the name of the university he graduated from, but when I looked it up, it was closed in 1927. If they are not being honest about one thing, it's another. Okay, I understand no man can be 100% honest and open, but these are not 16-year-olds. You would think they can impress a woman by being kind, understanding, and compassionate. I guess we are asking too much. I really do not like someone who brags, and what is worse, a bragging liar, fed up. Uh, I can't blame you for that, frankly. It's, uh, uh, It's pretty gross, absolutely. Uh, Someone else writes, in, finally, it's been uh, eight days begging for sex. It's really tough to get time with a six and a one-year-old. Oh my, OMG! Uh, everyone pray one at least twenty minutes. Pray, pray I get at least twenty minutes. Uh, yeah, you bring up a, an interesting point. Sex when you've got little kids and you're you have one ear listening for the little kids. You want them to go to sleep. You don't know if they're going to walk in on you. There's it can be, uh, it can be rather stressful for sure. 514-800. If you have, uh, any questions about sex, love relationships, I'd love you to, uh, to send them in to me by text or by email. Laurie at drlori.com. And coming up, we're going to talk about the sexless relationship. Is it something that a relationship can survive without? We can delve into that issue. Uh, question is I would like to know why do I watch lesbian sex when I know that I'm interested in males I know that I'm not a lesbian but then why do I watch it so uh, what's interesting it's a it's a good question that you bring up it's not the first time I've had this particular question Um, according to uh, Pornhub's analytics and you know every year they they put out uh, these uh, analytics that they glean from like hunt millions of, of viewers, millions and millions. And they found that lesbian, the term lesbian, is one of the top viewed categories searched by uh searched for by uh women. It's actually much more common for women to search that than for men to search that. So watching this type of porn or any type of porn for that matter is most often purely uh, for the purpose of fantasy. It is not an indicator or a desire to act on this fantasy. It's a way to explore other forms of sexuality or a way to see maybe just the sex acts that might appeal to you. Uh, for other women, it may be something that they would be open to, but maybe too shy to explore, so they do it virtually instead. Uh, it's also possible that what is turning you on is the act of receiving oral sex, which is the primary way for many women, uh, to, uh, to climax from. And so, obviously in lesbian porn, there's far more time spent on this and foreplay than there is on uh, on intercourse so uh, there's you know also more time spent on other forms of foreplay like breast stimulation they um, a lot of people say that uh, the lesbian porn is sent, tends to be uh, more erotic um, more tender like there's more tender behaviors more intimate behaviors. So, no, it does not mean that you are a le- lesbian or a closeted lesbian or anything of the sort if you watch lesbian porn. In fact, the vast majority of, of women who uh, watch lesbian porn are uh, are straight, identify as straight, and are uh, simply curious. Hi, Dr. Lori. There are so many different people out there. Sure, just like with open marriages as long as the two parties are very much the same page a sexless relationship can be mutually happy for some just not for me though i'm sure a lot of people will will have the same um the same thing uh, guys super padding their resumes for their dates oof i hate that doesn't make us guys look good at all no especially if you're on the the end of the spectrum of a guy who is kind, considerate, compassionate, and doesn't feel the need, uh, to, to do this. It's like, you're right. It, 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 gives women that taste that are all men this way. And of course, not all men are that way. My buddy just got dumped after a 30 year common law union. Apparently he's in a bad way, quite depressed. What can his guys, guy friends do to help him get through this daunting, tough period? Wow, that's tough, right? Um, Dealing with a broken heart is, uh, of course, is tough. Make sure you're there for him. Uh, Make sure he is not having dark thoughts. Like you want to find out what his thinking is like. So if you hear him say dark thoughts or you think he's in danger himself then you should go take him to the hospital um, where he can be uh, treated obviously you'd feel horrible if if you didn't listen um, or if you heard it but did nothing so I would say err on the side of caution there see if you uh, spend time with him uh, be an ear he'll want to talk about it quite a bit hopefully hopefully he'll open up which is also really uh really important and women do this far more which they say women heal faster because they're able to talk more so if a guy has some good guy friends where you can have these open conversations and he knows it's safe to talk with you and that you are open to listening then uh that will certainly be uh, be very helpful Is passion on CJAD eight hundred? Before I start talking about relationships that uh, are sexless or have no sex or very minimal sex, I want to get to some of your texts in response to some of the questions we had. Uh, straight women like watching lesbians it might be because it seems more gentle. That's quite true. Um, Let's see. uh Lesbian porn has far more sensuality than any other kind of porn. Lesbian porn is often way less hate sexy and often more tender, definitely, than a lot of hetero porn out there. And to the woman who wrote in before about the guy having a 2010 truck, some rich people can still have older cars, so she really can't say for sure that uh, he was lying about being in real estate, okay, but there might have been other things that, um, you know, clued her, uh, clued her into that. Hi, Doctor L. I would suggest that those making the false boasts only have visions of a one-night stand or a short affair. If it starts with a lie, it will end with the truth. And of course, there's, uh, there's trust in all of that, right? So, what do you think? Do you think that a relationship can do without, let's say, without love? I don't think so. Can it do without trust? I highly doubt it. Can it do without the couple sharing at least some common interests? Probably not for long. But what about sex? Can a relationship last without that? That's the big question today. Of course, qualities like love and trust are certainly essential for any healthy relationship. But where does sex fit into the grand scheme of things? That's what I want to talk about. And can it survive? I know some people will immediately react to that and say, no way. I could never be in that kind of relationship. No way, no how. But for others, uh, and the number is pretty high, one in four couples um, have sex less than 10 times a year. And I don't know who created the definition of sexless. I I can't find, can't put my finger on the first person who defined it, but it was defined at less than 10 times a year. So I want to explore some of the reasons why some people or some couples don't have sex. And let's talk about how important sex actually is. In a relationship, some people believe it is essential, others, uh, not so much. Some people believe if there's no sex, it's the, uh, it would be the death of, uh, of that relationship. Some people, not so much. So you can have love without sex. I do, uh, believe that. But, and, and if it's going to be a long-term relationship and long lasting there, I believe there has to be, um, some sort of intimacy I'm intimacy does not equal sex. Okay. Let's just make that differentiation here, but there has to be some sort of intimacy to solidify the emotional aspect of your relationship. Otherwise you are just friends, right? So sexual intimacy brings a couple closer together. Sharing that experience of sex sets you and your partner apart from the rest of the world makes you that unit, right? But I believe what's more important than having sex is the showing of affection towards your partner. That's another level of intimacy. Because you still need to let them know how much they mean to you in a physical way, not necessarily sexual, but still physical. So we're talking about hugging and kissing and massaging and talking about feelings and the I love yous and and the shows of appreciation and maybe sex acts that don't necessarily involve intercourse. But the question is, in the long term, is this enough? Can a relationship sustain that, survive that? The only way that this is possible would be if both people are in mutual agreement for not to have sex for whatever Whatever reason, right? There can be many reasons, and we'll we can go through some of these reasons. But reasons why a couple may decide or fall into this pattern of not having sex. Maybe it's if we're looking at couples who are dating. Maybe it's religious reasons. If we're looking at uh, long-term couples, um, it could be a medical uh, a medical issue or some other uh, personal reasons. But you can't. Like if you have one partner who wants to have sex and the other partner who cringes at the thought of it, there's going to be a problem. Now I've seen couples where this happens and I'll tell you some stories along the way, but it's not that they can survive. It's a question of deciding their priorities as a couple as well and coming to a mutual mutually satisfying agreement together that that's going to make the uh, the difference a uh, couple of texts here uh, passion poet sex and love go hand in hand it takes good musicians to make a good band but if sex is not possible but the love is there It's what's in your heart and showing you care. A hug and a kiss can go a long way, for better, for worse, and the love you convey. So I'm guessing you believe that it is uh, possible as long as you have all the other things. Um, hi, Dr. Laurie, only those with ED, etc., would be willing to miss riding the rainbow with your lover. It's very difficult to understand or lack thereof what people can accept by choice or medical need. Of course, it, it sometimes it's very difficult to put ourselves in the situation or we don't ever picture ourselves in that situation. If you're young and, and you're starting out in a relationship or what have you, you probably could never imagine uh, never having sex, but if you fast forward 20 years or 30, whatever, and somebody develops an issue where you cannot have sex, what do you do then? Like it makes you think, right? And oftentimes, um, when I see couples where that 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 comes up where there's a where there's an issue, we examine that. We look at that. Like if there was no way to to be able to have intercourse, Would you still stay with that person? Because the other person wants to know, Hey, I want you to love me for me, not just the sex. But then again, there are many, many ways to be sexual. So it isn't just about, uh, the intercourse. I remarried two years ago. She is going through menopause and not interested, but we agreed even, even if she is not interested, she needs to satisfy me. Now, Again, she needs to satisfy you. Like I, you know, it's the wording I'm not crazy about. I think letting her know that sex is an important element for you and to find a way that you can give to her as well, because otherwise what, what position are you putting her in? She has to service you. Right? This is what you're saying to her. I don't care what you're going through. You need to satisfy me. You need to fulfill that need for me. And I can tell you now, a lot of women cringe at those kinds of words and the pressure that that happens, that, that, that creates. Sex should be something that is shared in a relationship, mutually shared not necessarily something that one only gives to the other. It's a, it's a give and take. Even women who are menopausal, who may not have that real spontaneous desire for sex, can place themselves in a situation of relaxation where sex can still be welcomed but with an attitude like sorry you have to satisfy me it's your duty to satisfy me that does not put them in the frame of mind to enjoy something with you right so even if you don't have spontaneous desire for sex you if you are feel if you have warm feelings for your partner you will be open to uh, engaging in sex and the the stimulation will then uh, create arousal and that arousal will trigger the desire in most cases that's what uh, what happens um, I have a friend who gave her husband two children and after that no sex it's been 12 years well I would want to know what is what's going on here so she only had sex to have the children like this is you see to me a relationship like this If it's okay with him, if he's okay with it, fine. They don't need help if they're not distressed by it. But if there is frustration building up and resentment building up or infidelity or other things going on, this should be addressed. Like this is where um, marriage counselors come in real handy. They can help you figure out what is happening. And the no sex is usually... Um, a symptom of something else. Now, if it's, if it's a medical issue, that's one thing. If it's something in, in the other person, something they're living in with personally, then that's the, um, that would, we'd have to look for what is the actual, uh, cause, right? Texter writes in, yeah, that phrase needs to satisfy me sounds a bit pushy and not so much fun for uh, the wife and another one says unless he's suggesting that she feels that she needs to satisfy him well even if she is doing this out of fear that he will go elsewhere it's just another form of pressure what is she getting out of it Uh, doing this to hold on to a partner so he doesn't go elsewhere I would hope that her partner Would want her to enjoy and would want to please her and satisfy her and maybe find out what it is that she needs in order to be open to, um, to be sexual. A safe place to work out the kinks in any relationship. It's Passion with CGAD 800's Dr. Lori Batito. The big question of the night, can a relationship survive without sex? A couple of text messages here. Sex is a mutual act. If she gives herself to you on her own free will and she has zero desire just so you can enjoy her body, she is doing it out of love for you. Consider that and what she may be feeling. Exactly. Uh, A young couple would find sexless relationships almost impossible, but a couple that has been together a very long time can survive. Easier the older you get. I assume, and yes, we'll be talking about age too because you're right, age can play um, a factor in here as well. Uh, not for me, I'm very sexual, but I can see a relationship surviving uh, sexless. Uh, let's see, I was just thinking, imagine being a 21-year-old male that had an accident that made it impossible to get erect or a disorder that made you have no sexual desire would take a very special woman to accept that. Or a woman who uh, doesn't prioritize sex herself. And there are. There are people in this world that are asexual. Asexual means they don't have any attraction or desire for uh, sex with somebody. But that doesn't mean they are aromantic. Meaning they still want the the, the romance, the affection, the touch, the intimacy, just not the sex And I know a lot of people have a hard time wrapping their head around that, but it does exist. And if the two people are in agreement in a relationship, then, uh, then it, uh, it can work. So I knew a couple where that was the case. She was more or less asexual, occasionally would engage in sex with her partner out of love, uh, for him. She did not feel she was pressured to do it, but would, would, uh, you know, get, have sex with him. So to, to please him, she really didn't get much out of it, nor was she had, did she have any desire for it? And he was frustrated for years. And then when we had, we, um, started therapy and we started talking about, about this issue. And the conclusion that he came to was, like this person is my best friend. I love her to death. Uh, we have a, a great relationship. Everything is great except for this piece, right? And his thought was, do I leave my partner for the 15 minutes a week of, of sex? Do I leave this great relationship? And he decided, no, I will live with this, with the, the small amounts that we have. And then we can discuss Uh, then we started talking more about, um, you know, maybe, uh, opening up the relationship a little bit under certain circumstances, for example, where he could have sex outside of the relationship with her consent and her knowledge. And anyway, so they came, they came to their own agreement and conclusion, but this is a very solid, uh, solid couple, even though they have sex less than 10 times a year um, dr. L mr. service needs a sex toy total lack of respect to his partner as for no sex relationships I can only guess they have discovered an alternative pleasure they can share what is interesting is your subjects force listeners to think outside of their own norms and needs of course I mean this is a topic listen there there are one in, again, I'm going to repeat the numbers. One in four couples could be couples you know that people don't talk about this very much, right? They're not going out there saying, I'm, I don't have sex, ever. Uh, but one in four couples are uh, are considered sexless. About 16% have complete uh, inactivity. So where there's zero, uh, forget the, t- the ten, 10 times a year like where there's uh, zero. So it's not uncommon. It's common enough that we uh, should be talking about it and can be talking about it. So obviously if there are physical, like illnesses, for example, disease, um, sometimes uh, being too overweight or underweight, these things can affect uh, uh, desire, erectile uh, difficulties, etc. If you're taking medication, some people who suffer from depression, for example, and there's a lot in in this country and in North America, taking antidepressants. Antidepressants have an effect on erectile uh, capacity, on on sexual desire, on orgasm, on, on all those levels for men and uh, for women. So having a low testosterone, for example, can also diminish a person's desire for sex. So it, certainly physical problems may stop you from performing sexually, even if um, you want to, right? So yes, there are... Uh, I don't want to say necessarily cures for that, but there there are aids for that. There's help for, for for this, and but for some, not. There are some people where medications don't work at all, where the only option would be surgery, like putting in a penile implant, for example, and they don't choose to go down that route. So there are definitely things that can affect uh, erectile functioning. And um, desire. Desire disorders are probably the most common thing, um, that, uh, that I see now, again, in terms of looking at desire, we want to know what's going on. Is it a symptom of something else? Is there what's happening in the couple, et cetera. Um, I was reading an article about married couples in Japan, and it said in that article that they estimate that more than half of Japanese couples don't have sex. They, they only have procreative sex. Now, I don't know if that, how accurate that is. Um, you know, of course it's an internet article, so I, it's not a research paper, so I, I really don't know, but I had read that. And I read this from one woman who said, I'm in a sexless marriage. I never want to do it. It's not like my husband dislikes sex, but we have many cases where we express our affection physically without always going all the way. As a couple, we simply don't think sex is that important. And that's See, that's the element that matters is as a couple, where do you prioritize sex? So, let's talk about age for for a minute obviously as we age you can still have sex the capacity is still there and you can do it till your dying day but there are some people about 25 percent of men um, over 65 experience some erectile problem and over 80 it's about 50 percent of men right so enough that they need medication so they have a it's only 25%. So there's still, you know, 75% of men that can function well and have enough of an erection for intercourse. But still, so we're still talking about a minority, but nonetheless still there. And that may have difficulty um performing sexually. But does that mean that that couple loses the intimacy? And it's true maybe as women age. The uh, the quality can stay, the quantity diminishes, and so maybe they may find themselves in that category of having sex less than uh, ten times a year. But they are both satisfied with that because neither of them have such a great uh, or, or such an intense desire. Uh, and, and they're if you ask that particular couple that has sex, let's say. I don't know, eight times a year, every two months or whatever it is, they will tell you that they are satisfied with their sex life. So it isn't up to us on the outside looking in. We should not be the ones judging their relationship based on the number of times they have sex, but they as a couple determine what they are comfortable with, what their priority is. And if they have that loving, affection, intimacy in that relationship, that's what they prioritize because nobody goes without feeling loved or even desired. You don't need to have sex to feel desired either. With Dr. Lori Batido on CJAD 800. Talking about uh, sexless relationships here on the program and uh, quite a few texts about this. I love my wife, but view her as my best friend and share everything with her. But I cannot have sex. Double life. Madonna syndrome. Very sad. So a couple things going on here. First of all, why can you not have sex? What is your take on this you have no sexual desire when you say double life you just mean you can't have sex with her but you go outside of the marriage to have sex so right there there's a betrayal of trust which is never something i recommend even in this type of situation you guys have to work it out and figure out what is what is going on you say the madonna syndrome there's something called the madonna whore syndrome where you um Where you, where men generally, once they get married and have kids, start to view their partners as the, um, the Madonna, meaning they, they elevate, once you become a mom, they elevate you to that status and somehow lose their sexual desire because they want the, they have the desire for the whore part. <laughs> I mean, it's not the nicest language to use, but there is such a thing as the Madonna whore complex. Um, it, that, like, unless that's been happening for a long, long time, I don't know why that would suddenly develop into this why you don't have sexual attraction to her, but for others, like something needs to be uncovered here to figure out what exactly, uh, is going on. So, you know, couples wait, in my opinion, far too long, uh, to get help. When they see that they see something is going on, instead of addressing the problem head on, they go outside of the marriage and they go fulfill their needs elsewhere. And then that's going to explode on you at some point and shatter uh, the trust. And it's so much more difficult to get back uh, to a good place once that has happened. Whereas, when if there's a problem, address it. And sex is often that big elephant in the room that needs to be uncovered and needs to be looked at and talked about. And therapists can help you do that, can help you find the language to uh, talk about the sexual issues that are there. Often people just want to avoid those conversations, but avoiding it and shoving it under the carpet does does no good to the relationship. It only builds resentment over time. I'm 66. My girlfriend is 36. She asks why I do not want to make love to her. It has been over five years, if not more, since we last made love, and we are still together. I can have an erection without meds, etc. What's happening to me, Doctor Lori? Well, if I could answer, if I could, if I had a, a crystal ball and could see into your life, maybe I could figure it out. But I don't. Uh, but a thorough evaluation would be required for this. Like. Don't you want to figure out why have you lost your desire? Like what is going on with you, right? Is there low testosterone happening? You're 66 years old. So at 66, I would be looking for physical causes for your lack of desire. Are you on medication? Are you, are you eating healthy? Are you exercising? Are you taking care of your physical self? So there's all kinds of questions here that I would have um, to try to get to the bottom of this. But like, if this has been going on for five years, why aren't you talking to a professional about this? This is, you know, yeah, maybe I'm sounding a little judgy here saying that, but folks like there are specialists out there who can help you. Don't suffer in silence or in, in resentment when you can fix this. So please, please uh and this texture this is why you have doctors like yourself to help couples face these problems yeah was well, just what i said or direct them to the proper do- doctors that could identify the physical problems and that's exactly what we do right when we make that do that evaluation the first session is a thorough assessment with lots and lots of questions first to determine um, if this is uh, something that might be physical. And if it's might be physical, then the first thing we do is get a medical workup for you done. So you go, we send you to your doctor and say, okay, these are the tests you should be doing and let's see what's going on here. Uh, and then if, if everything is fine, then we start looking at, okay, then what are the psychological causes, uh, to this. Of course, if that's when you're older, when you're, if you're 30 and having these issues, it's unlikely that it's a physical problem, not, but again, requires an, a, a, an assessment to, uh, to rule out anything, uh, anything physical. Uh, as I sit here alone thinking about all I'm hearing, I have to ask myself, has my mate ever had these thoughts without telling me very deep and sad if she felt that way and did not sense it? Uh, you mean thoughts of, I don't want to, but I'm going to anyway. Look, a lot of women, um, and some men too, um, even though they don't have that, like I said, that spontaneous desire will still engage in sex. It's not that they don't. Uh, enjoy it once they they get into it, and many will say, you know, what I may not really feel like it, but I, I I want to because I want to please my partner or I want to share this with my partner because they get the intimacy level with this, right? It it, it there's a binding thing that happens uh, during sex as well. Remember that most couples don't choose, by the way, to be in a non-sexual platonic marriage unless they met as asexuals together where they have decided right off the bat, we're not going to have sex, but we can have a romantic relationship and which happens. But most often that's not, that's not the root. The root is you start off sexual and somewhere along the way, um, something, they fall into this, uh, this kind of pattern. But the truth is the longer couples avoid sex or avoid dealing with the issues that led to the avoidance of sex, the harder it is to break that cycle. That's why I encourage people to get help early on and not just wait and wait and wait and wait and be afraid of, of dealing with the situation. Remember that sex is, is often a place where in a relationship where we seek uh, that sense of validation and that sense of, of being special to our partner. Everybody wants to feel that sense of desire that my partner desires me, no matter how old you are, even when you're 85 years old and you still have a partner, you still want to be and feel desired by your partner. That's a validating feeling and a good feeling. And it also gives, provides this a feeling of connectedness but it's not the amount of sex or even the kind of sex that you have in your relationship but more about the quality of it i mean you could have sex every day and it's hurried and the only reason you have sex is to have the orgasm how connected are you actually going to feel with your partner with that kind of sex you can have sex 10 times in a year and feel completely sexually satisfied that means that between all of that, you've also taken the time to be intimate in other um, in other ways. So if both partners agree, or or they're comfortable with the frequency or the lack of sexual frequency, then for them it works. As long as they find other ways to connect emotionally and physically, this is why affection. And tenderness is very, very important in a relationship. So those are the elements to me. And I think in in the experience I have, and I've been working with couples for 30 years is, is what really, um, makes a couple feel connected because sex can be more mechanical or orgasm related or, or goal oriented or what have you. But the affection and the tenderness, that's something else. That's on the the whole other level. This is why we separate the intimacy from the sexuality. When they're together, it's wonderful, but they can also be completely separate things. So bottom line is, yes, a relationship can survive without sex if both people are on the same page. If they can accept the situation as it is and have other ways to feel like a couple, not just a roommate, but a couple. You don't cuddle with a roommate, but you cuddle with your partner. You don't make out or or kiss your roommate on the lips, but you do with a partner. You don't hold hands with a roommate, but you do with your partner. Those are the things that make you feel um, like a couple. That's about it. Uh, A text of final text says, I've had a learning experience tonight. I think it would be healthy to visit a doctor before a problem arises. I might learn something and she might as well. Thank you. Well, I'm happy that if I I could open that up and direct you in any way, uh, that makes a big difference for me. Even if it helps one person um, understand this and maybe seek help, that would be great. Thank you all for spending this hour with me. Thanks to Nicole Proano, our technical producer tonight. If you want to connect with me, do so on social media at Dr. Lori Batito or through my website at drlori.com, where you can also send me. Um, your emails if you have uh, particular questions or what have you that I answer at the beginning of every show you'll also find podcasts of all past shows on there um, as well coming up next here on CJD we bring you the CTV national news have a great rest of the evening stay safe and remember to live your life with passion